All right. Thanks for joining us once again right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. E3 is still underway. It's going on right now as we speak. It's just we're still smack dab in the middle of it. It's day three at E3 Mm -hmm. 2021. And here today is a great panel. You know what? E3 has its own star-studded panel. I thought I'd bring my own star-studded panel right here for you because we're not just those talking heads that you see on the E3 Twitch channel. Not only their thoughts on today, if today actually had anything, or who could have taken advantage of being here today on day three, and also their thoughts about the weekend and what's coming up tomorrow with Nintendo. I know that's going to be something a lot of eyes and ears are going to be on for tomorrow. But here today to talk E3 2021 are two great guests indeed. First up is a guy who has been on this show before. He's a great guest, and I'm thankful, so thankful that he's back again. You got to check out what he's doing. It's all one word, Pop Anime Comics. All right, I know it's a long word to type, but you don't need that space bar. It's Pop Anime Comics. He interviews a ton of people, always talks great topics, loves wrestling, loves video games, and loves his pop culture. It is Andrew Davis. Andrew, welcome back once again. Well, thank you for having me on. It's always fun to be on, and and I just want to talk video games and everything else in between. Absolutely, because if we spoke at WWE, we would be here until next Tuesday. Not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday, because of many things I would love to say about the WWE. But again, need I digress. But also here today is a great guest, a first-timer for us, and I'm so thankful that he is here. People out there, his friends call him Terrence, but he's also known. As the CEO Spoken King, you got to catch his awesome YouTube channel, T-Line Beats Production, now on YouTube. Please follow him, watch his videos, check him out because he's got a lot of great stuff to talk about. Writer, video maker, entrepreneur, it is the Spoken King. Yes, radio personality, he does it all. It is the Spoken King. Thank you so much for being part of today's program as well. Hey, no problem, no problem, man. I'm glad to be here. And um, y'all started talking about wrestling. I was like this. Yeah, come on now. I got some stuff I got to say about the WWE too. <laughs> okay, with all the things that the WWE, yes, we all know the WWE is number one. But mm-hmm. if we started now and we talked about the WWE and all the issues or things we would do to change or anything like mm-hmm. that, again, I, I, I actually think we would be here until next month. Exactly. I don't know about you guys because I haven't watched WWE in like six months, and so I am so out of the loop. It's not even funny anymore. I watch WrestleMania, and that's it. But I digress. Hey, believe me, me and you are in the same boat. I've been watching AEW, so um... it, it's just the laundry list of things that you know, and, and that's not just the WWE, but the professional wrestling yeah medium they, could improve upon. But again, need I digress? Mm, that's another yeah. podcast for another for day. another time. <laughs> yes, or another time. But we're here to talk video games. It is E3, day three, 2021. I wanted to ask you guys first off this, and then, uh, you know, was there anything that stood out to you today? Because today, I think it was like E3 taking an exhale, breathing in, you know, because tomorrow you've got Nintendo and also Bandai Namco. Those are the highlights for tomorrow. Yesterday, you had obviously Microsoft and a whole bunch of other. You had the PC gaming show that was going on. I think it might still be going on because it seemingly went on forever with announcements here and there and all that. But today was kind of like a breather. I mean, there was the indie showcase Again, there was a Take-Two Interactive Diversity Panel, which I thought was really informative and great. I just wish the 
commenters and crowd that was on Twitch would be a little bit more receptive. And yeah. I, I wish, uh, you know, that everybody had taken a chance to look at the indie showcase mythical games. We spoke about Razer. I mean, Razer set, puts out those great gaming, most powerful gaming laptop on the planet. Yes. Something mm -hmm. that I don't think anybody can really afford. And then they also, uh, they usually do this at CES. Like I've told you guys, they usually have these one of kind apparatus computers super mega computers that might actually you know dominate a government that they actually showcase uh, they didn't do that this time around but still they talked about their most powerful gaming laptop is there anything that really stood out to you today or you you know it was, just seemed to me like there was kind of missing something i watched it you know as as much as i could before i had to get ready for for my uh, radio show but it really wasn't nothing that stood out to me today, cause all, cause first of all, let's 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 do a RIP to Verizon real quickly, cause <laughs> what what the the comment section last ride's on, coming on, up for you on uh on um the comment section on YouTube they was brutal when Verizon came out. I was like, yes dang oh uh, they were oh. also on twitch i will say that <laughs> yeah well. yo yo and and that's what the announcer was saying on 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 the um show and stuff he was like yo yo y'all need to calm down in twitch and stuff <laughs> i'm like yo y'all y'all brought out verizon people owe bills and stuff and they didn't want to see verizon that was the last person <laughs> yeah man but it was kind of funny man it, it was like a calm day and stuff because normally when i look at e3 you know, you have like your main attraction, your main yeah. event, like like Sony or somebody could have benefited off of today because it was so quiet. Just what I was going to ask you. I mean, yeah. Sony is the obvious one right here, but you know, you had the Take Two interactive panel. I mm -hmm. would have loved that for to be a part of an E3 conference before Take Two, mm -hmm. where they could have announced their 2K games things that they didn't announce in the Gearbox Interactive mm -hmm. earlier this weekend. That would have been a great part of a Take-Two Interactive Conference where they would have talked about all the 2K games that are coming up. Andrew, you mentioned before we went on the air GTA 6. That would have been a great time. Today would have been, again, yes. a time to steal the spotlight for someone major. Andrew, you also mentioned Activision. Uh, Activision yeah. could have yeah. really gone in here. It just seems like, Andrew, I'll, I'll go to you right now. It seems like a missed opportunity. I think Terrence saw so, it, and I think I saw it as well. Yeah. So the, the only thing that, that stood out to me was Resident Evil. And that's just because Resident Evil is just red hot yeah. um, on a lot of ways. Village is just a hot game. And definitely people like Resident Evil. And Resident Evil attracts a huge amount of people no matter what they're doing. Because Capcom had their, their press conference today. Most of it was DLC and add-ons. Uh, and then also yeah. this attorney. Nothing really super loud, but then again, they're basking. They're basking in the glow of what they're doing so far with their Resident Evil so, Village, which is one of the best-selling games of last month. And so, I think it was very smart for Capcom to be on, and I think that they are the highlights. That's the only thing that caught me beyond the diversity panel. And the diversity panel got a lot of negative press. Unfortunately, negativity goes a lot further than positivity. And everybody and how the comment section was rough yeah. on that. I was very and, unfortunate. And also sort of a missed opportunity for that company to just announce a bunch of games when they were getting a lot of eyes on them. Yeah. 
yeah. which I think would have been a great opportunity. Not even demoing a trailer or anything. Just saying, oh, yeah, we have ABC and D game coming out this year or coming out in the next nine months. And mm-hmm. it would have been a great opportunity, even if it wasn't, you know, the greatest press and wasn't a positive thing. At least it would have been a lot of eyes looking at them. But I think Capcom was ultra smart, whether that was by luck or by accident, or they knew that this was going to go down this way. I mean, that's the highlight of the entire day, in my view, is saying, hey, we're not introducing anything new. We're just stating, hey, this is still out there, and we're just adding some more content to it. Yeah, because Mythical Games, they really can't produce the kind of high-end games people are looking for. And the Indie Showcase, a lot of which was already previewed at the PC Gaming Show the previous days. So, Terrence, I mean, was there anybody that you could have seen take advantage of the situation outside of what we mentioned? Or... Again, Sony I'm, sticks out like a sore thumb on this. I mean, there there was one company, I hope I say this right, that I was actually paying attention to, that in television. Yeah, Amico. You know, yeah, Amico. Amico. Yeah, Amico. Yes. That that to me seems like a good thing for that 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 that, that actually took the spotlight other than yeah. anything else cuz, you know, Let's be honest, you know, you know, I mean, you got your parents over, you know, like my parents, they, they kind of old school. They remember, they remember things like Donkey Kong and Spaceship Avengers. So, well, I am old enough to have actually yeah. played and had, uh, I had the ColecoVision, Atari mm-hmm. and Pong back in that day. I had, yeah. I went over to a friend's house to play the Intellivision and I know the baseball game was pretty rough. And to mm-hmm. play on the, the – if everybody knows the television controller, which the Amico has tried to replicate, mm-hmm. it's like you have the dial there and like, yeah. I got it, I got it. I'm, but if I it's broken, it. yeah, broke like 10 oh. minutes into you playing. So, yeah, it's just like, okay, I can't move my guy past first base. Dude. Oh, well, I'm out of Man. luck there. But I like the wood grain. Uh, yeah. you know, I know there's new different models of the Intellivision Amico, whatever mm-hmm. it is they're calling it. I think if that's the case. And that's I, I like the wood grain. I think it's Amico. Yeah, yeah. It, I love that word grain, uh, simulated word mm-hmm. grain. Like it looks really cool. But yes, uh, that's if that stands out though. That's still, I think that's a problem because there's nothing really that was huge. You know, a little bit by Capcom, but yeah, a missed opportunity, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. And hey, I got I got to be honest with y'all. When I heard Tommy Tellerico, all I could think about was Earthworm Jim. Because yeah. y'all remember when when you playing the game, it used to say something about. Tommy Tellerico and stuff before it went to to the whole Earthworm Jim and stuff. Man, I was like, oh man, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> well, when you so, pull out your veterans, you know you're yeah. in trouble. And yeah. I mean, yeah. like, like not not your A veteran, not your B veteran, but the C spot veterans. You know you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Great reach out on that one. Uh, definitely goes in the way back machine for me as well. Yeah, and again, yeah. it just still, it just seemed like a missed opportunity that no one big decided to go ahead and step their foot in the Monday, but maybe that's yeah. something E3 will rectify for next year. I had already said with my co-host for our Monday show, Josh Peterson, he, I told him, I think that a lot of these companies, especially the big ones are setting up for next year, that E3 2022 when schedules are going to be back up and running and everything's going to be normalized, we're not going to be, uh, you know, so much in as far as in coronavirus environment or quarantine environment, some of these studios will actually by then be, should be just fine and up and running by that time. I think E3 2022 is going to be 
uh, one of the best E3s in a long time because of all the major announcements. I think that they were sitting on hold for all these companies. Agree? Disagree? Oh, most definitely, because you could tell that that some of these big name companies really did not want to invest probably into you know this year because there ain't gonna be no audience in there, yeah, and stuff like that. And so they they waiting for probably like how majority of these companies as entertainment companies, you know, till they could get like a full crowd to unleash their biggest surprise. Yeah. Like, like what we was talking about earlier with Capcom, Capcom is just on fire right now because of the Resident Evil. And I don't see nobody slowing that down right now because yeah. that, that's just the yeah. number one game. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. It was the number one game. NPD did report today that it was the number one game in the U.S. for May, mm-hmm. even though EA didn't report. It's like one or two other companies did not report their sales for the month. I know mm-hmm. that Mass Effect Legendary Edition was uh, the number one game in the UK. We don't know how well it did yeah. here in the US, but you've got to be pleased if you're Capcom, right, Andrew, as well? I mean, Terrence said it oh, right there. Easy. Yeah. And also, if you're Capcom and you have your next thing in development and Resident Evil's killing it, why would you go mess with it until you need to? Yeah. And I think even going further off of every big company, I mean, cons have been shut down for a while. You know, wrestling, obviously, not to go back to wrestling, but big matches aren't happening and big money draws aren't happening. And so I think that a lot of companies just in general beyond video games are, you know, holding off on big announcements for the reason. And they're saying, hey, we want to get a nice payday for what we announce. We want to actually get people to our booths. We want to do this in a live crowd so that we can film the crowd's reaction to it and that we could actually get in-person feedback when they drop something. And so mm-hmm. I think that's, and that's what's going on as well. And also it's, I think that that's sort of what's why companies are holding back and they're saying, Hey, you know, also it's uncertain times still, and it's been uncertain times. And so for the last almost 18 months, it's been a very uncertain time in the world. And I think when things stabilize, companies are going to have a better idea of what people can afford. Also, we got an entire chip shortage and a variety of other things that are affecting all this as well. And that's that's a whole different ball game. So companies might be saying, "Hey, you know, maybe we should not go and release everything and have a Cyberpunk 2077 glitch for our mm-hmm. games when they're not ready to handle it on the older systems and people still don't have that." And so that could also be an issue. Hey, this is Chad from Ghost Toasters, and you're listening to Pop Culture Cosmos podcast. I know you've been hearing about Manscaped on all those other programs and podcasts. Well, Manscaped and the Hoopheads Podcast Network are working together on something fantastic. And oh my goodness, have we got a deal for you. Manscaped.com has just released their wireless, waterproof, and rechargeable Lawnmower 4.0, which offers their trademark skin-safe replaceable blades that gets you the ultra-close shave exactly where you need it. Head on over to Manscaped.com and choose from the huge list of men's grooming and lifestyle products including the ultra-popular Lawnmower 4.0 Body Groomer, and get 20% off at Manscaped, plus free shipping with the promo code FASTBREAK at manscaped.com. That's right, just type in FASTBREAK, all one word at checkout, at Manscaped, and get ready to start looking good this summer from your friends at Manscaped, the Hoopheads Podcast Network, and the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. 
obviously the microchip shortage has been a great source of pain for video game makers who have talked about there not being a consistent supply, maybe as late as 2023, they've discussed. So that is going to be an issue. Plus also for us out there, as far as regular consumers, shout out to the bots that are buying up all the PlayStation 5s and Xbox Series Xs right now. And and the biggest problem with all this chip is actually water. It it is is not the, because the factory that utilizes it in Taiwan that produces about 50% of this, for those who don't know, they are usually 80 to 85%. And Taiwan is experiencing a drought of monsoons coming in for the first time in like 30 years, which is crazy. At this time this year, Taiwan experiences a lot of monsoons and they have had very few, which is basically affected no water coming in. And when you're running an entire microprocessing chip factory, you go through water like, you know, it's candy Mm -hmm. and it's your kid, you know, who just won like a free candy contest. It is insane what is going on. There's a lot of factors and it was way before COVID. COVID is not the reason why we're having a chip shortage. Nor is no, the Suez Canal. No, Nor is the no. Suez Canal. That was a two-week issue. It got solved. I want to make that clear. I had yeah, nothing absolutely. to do with it. No, I mean, I'm out here on the West Coast in Vegas. And if you looked at the Colorado River or the Hoover Dam that's nearby, mm-hmm. you'll know that your answer is right on the money. And I will look at you and just say, hey, you're right on the money because I we're experiencing the same thing here with drought. So definitely know how that is. But getting into what happened this past weekend – Uh, Terrence and Andrew, I want to hear your thoughts on this. And then once again, I want to go ahead and say thank you to everybody who's watching and a big thumbs up. We truly appreciate it. Once again, we are talking E3 2021, day three. Not a whole lot on news or anything really dropping today. It's kind of like E3 took a breather. I know Nintendo is coming up tomorrow along with Bandai Namco. So a lot of people are looking forward to that. And I'm going to hear what these guys will have to say on what they are expecting or hoping from Nintendo tomorrow coming up here in a bit. But I'm going to start with you, Terrence, real quick. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the weekend? What stood out to you, good or bad? I mean, was there any major things that you said, wow, I got to go ahead and can't wait to pre-order or play that? Or was there any major conferences that impressed you? I know Microsoft obviously was the big ticket here. I mean, was there anything that stood out, good or bad, in your opinion? Well, well, to me, I'm always been like, I'm going to be honest with you. I always been like a a PlayStation dude. So, oh, that's cool by me. I mean, yeah, and, I mean, and, you have PlayStation fans, yeah. Xbox fans, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I'm I'm trying to you know get you know versatile in the other you know in the other gaming consoles and stuff tried it with xbox xbox fired (laughs) but i'm just i'm just want to see what like like when i look at e3 to be honest with you i look at it to see what games is going to be good and which one's going to be bad for me and i i did write one down that that i saw like today that I'm not questionable about and um and it was it was a good idea but it was it was kind of I don't I don't know about it but it was Blanco's block party yes yes yeah. I got some uh, press yeah. releases on that today and and you know I, I I see the concept that they doing with it and stuff but I also see what other night gamers is talking about about with that thing because he like this no it's just a whole bunch of big companies coming together to some make money i'm like this no you gotta look at the bigger picture like 
like this is some this some relevant this some um stuff that pretty much we we saw from a guy named Steven Spielberg yeah. in a movie called Ready Player One. Like like they are putting ads actually into the actual gaming and stuff, making it all natural and stuff and making it all one big world. And I'm like, yo, is this some ready player one stuff? In the moment I said that, that's when the creator was like saying, Well, I can't say what what movie it is, but you know, it, it's kind of turning into now. I'm like this man, everybody knows ready player one. <laughs> but but it was pretty it was pretty awesome to see that. But at the same time, it could be a dangerous factor at, at the same time. Cause if you get too many people like oversaturating it and wanna put their business in into a company and stuff like that and stuff, I could see where it could be almost like a mobile game type thing, yeah. you know, where you get so many ads all over the place. And you'd be like, uh, I don't want to play this no more. You know, we've so, talked about 2K already, but 2K is probably one of the famous ones for doing that. Obviously, NBA 2K mm-hmm. or some of the other sports games are famous for trying to provide that interactive experience, almost like you're watching a live game on television. Yeah. And one of the things that they've been coyly, and I say this we're very coy about, uh, about adding in there are their own ads. So you're seeing that in other games. And, and yeah. that that's uh, very interesting to see. I know I saw it back in the day, like right around the Xbox, PlayStation 2 generation, a couple games mm-hmm. try and sprinkle with that, like in-game ads, and it really didn't get anywhere. But I, I think that's a frontier that I think is going to be explored, whether we like it or not. It's going to be yeah. there, and it's just another way to generate revenue. I mean, obviously raising the price yeah. for these games. I mean, Andrew has already seen it, I'm sure. It's, where, it's coming. Yeah, it's, I mean, there, some of the games are coming. Yeah, and you you can see it very strongly with this game right here because I do believe there's some kind of bucks that you got to get because I was t- trying to jot down like all the notes that I wanted to say about it and stuff, and I might be missing some stuff, but I'm like this oh so so you gotta get money bucks to do okay, all right yeah. I, I see where y'all going with it, good idea on the business idea, but as a gamer you know people are gonna be like. Okay. Microtransactions. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you what, what's going on. What, what's about to happen in the next three years in gaming is that right now there's a big move in cryptocurrency and gaming, mm-hmm. and there's all sorts of stuff that's popping up. And you don't think that the big boys like Microsoft and Sony and you know Xbox and Bethesda and every company yeah. wants that at Nintendo isn't going to want to get into it. I mean. The former CEO of Activision and one of the founders is a very big crypto guy. And he wants to build essentially and was sort of one of the people that was NFT before NFT was NFTs. And also when we look at all this cryptocurrency and gaming, a lot of the most exchange stuff is, you know, buying skins and games. And so that that's where this is all going and just natural advertising. Oh, it's going to be fantastic in so many ways. And it's going to be so bad because you know how your YouTube ads are tailored to you. That's what mm-hmm. video games are going to be like. So that it's coming. It's coming. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Well, we've seen what happens with Microsoft. And Microsoft, sure, they want to sell you an Xbox Series X or S, Andrew, and you as well, Terrence. They want to sell mm-hmm. you that. But they really want to sell you is the mm-hmm. Games Pass. 
They want you oh, playing yeah. that exclusively, whether it's a PC, whether it's a smart TV, whether it's on your mobile, whether it's on an Xbox Series X or an Xbox One. They want you playing Games Pass. They want you committed to the subscription. And I can see that, Andrew, as far as that mentality, as far as interacting with that, because that's the way for, for streaming. Streaming, most of these streamers are actually looking into advertising as, as far as it's concerned, offering ads, putting in ads that they can go ahead and generate extra revenue outside of just a subscription. So I definitely see that as the way to go. Plus, microtransactions, whether people like it or not, whether gamers like it or not, has now been a ready part of our ecosystem for gamers oh, yeah. now, what, at least going on five, seven, ten years almost, and 2K absolutely loves it they love to go on in the middle of one of their you know their their stock conferences and and talk to all everybody about how much they love their microtransactions so because Mm -hmm. it's such a great part of their investment i mean halo infinite one of the major announcements as far as it's concerned was not that halo infinite's coming out in november because everybody felt like it had to after they didn't Mm -hmm. make their you know make obviously the debut of the xbox series the fact is that the Halo multiplayer in for Infinite is actually going to be free to play. That's the big mm-hmm. ticket right there. I think that a lot of people are were shaking I mean, their heads. Why? What was going on? It just shows you the power of these free to play games. Call of Duty Warzone has seen huge returns, and it's mm-hmm. a free to play game because people are you know that people swear to you, oh, I don't buy microtransactions. No, I don't. Yes, they mm-hmm. do. I mean, that's why these games exist in, in a free to play format. Oh, it's it's brilliant. I mean, I, I'm an Xbox guy, and I love Xbox. And I think mm-hmm. Forza Horizon 5 seems yeah. like it's going to be free to play. And I am down for it. And I'm going to be buying cars left and right. Now, I, I know how to stop, okay? Mm-hmm. I am not addicted, but, but that's what they're doing is that they're feeding an addiction. I mean, I'm going to call it what it is. I know Microsoft's smart, Nintendo's smart. All these companies are smart where people can be addicted to alcohol, they can be addicted to smoking, they can be addicted to a variety of other things, and mm-hmm. people can get video game addiction. And yep. that's why the free-to-play stuff is out there. And, you know, this is where we're going. And I got no complaints. I mean, I'm going to be buying an Xbox Game Pass because I want to play Forza Horizon 5. And I like oh. that game. I enjoyed Forza Horizon 4 because it just right. tranquilizes me out. I, after a long week, you know, I just mm-hmm. pour myself a beer and I'm playing Forza for six hours. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm driving a car. And if I crash it, it gets fixed in an hour. It's, it's wonderful. Oh, yeah. And see, I, I got a nephew and he's getting real heavy into gaming and stuff, the Fortnite and the Call of Duties. And he be saying, hey, Unc, Unc, hey, can, can, can you hand me some money to get this right here? I'm like, what, can you just win it? <laughs> he said, no, but it's going to take too long. And I'm like this, yo, okay, I see what the gaming industry doing. Like, Why do you think Epic is so big and has become so yo. huge with Fortnite? Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because if they if you give a player access to get something, because what they're going to do is advertise the big stuff to you. Yeah. They're going to advertise it. Like, boom, boom. But when you start, you're going to have the, the minimum. And then you're like this, man. Do I really want to go through all these levels or do I want to go get it now? You know, and, and you know, I was, I've been nice because, you know, because, you know, when you, when you, when you, got, when you have a business or doing business, you start looking at things a different way. 
I'm like, oh, okay, okay. So I'll be like, sometimes, you know, sometimes my nephew, his mom be like this, okay, yeah, you get this, you get this. And then she'll, or, you know, or she'll be like this, no, 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 you're going to have to, you're going to have to play the game to get that, <laughs> you know? And she's, she's pretty wise on, on how, how, you know, Xbox is and stuff like that. And, I mean, but for even games like Roblox, um, for one of my no, daughters good. who's heavy into Roblox, mm-hmm. gave her a forty dollars gift card, and I say go at it. After that, you got to earn everything you're going to go ahead and get. So, exactly. so, so, so the way yeah, I go is, on. I'm a big Overwatch player. So there's mm-hmm. two points in Overwatch where I love the skins in Overwatch: it's the Christmas and it's mm-hmm. Halloween. So mm-hmm. I will spend ten dollars and buy myself ten loot boxes on Halloween during the month of October, in the middle of October. Mm-hmm. And I'll do the same thing during the event for Christmas. But I don't spend mm-hmm. any more money because I buy and sell a lot of comics on eBay. And I also run a side hustle on top of my, my job, which is called looking for work right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, but when I was working, you know, that would be my limit. And then I paid for my Xbox Gold, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And but, but I know how to limit myself because yeah. I have expenses. But obviously, this is what Microsoft's battle plan is. And Sony's battle plan is the same thing. And all these companies. And obviously, they just don't want to publicly announce it. But I think anybody who's a gamer knows it. And then also, you get into competitive gaming, and then it becomes a status symbol. And I think it's, I mean, I have no problem with it to the point where it's a fair business model. It's a great business model, but you have to know what you're doing. And people have to be well aware that you you could burn... 600 bucks in an hour in some of these I, games really? in an I, I, hour. I see it this way. I see it this way. I, the gaming companies are doing pretty much the same module as the casinos. All right. We're going to use casinos, for example. I live in Vegas. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know what, what casinos do? They always put like their, their loudest machines out there in the front. The, the ones, ones that, that sparkle, the ones that light yeah. up. Yep. Yeah, all the bling bling and all the fancy stuff. And people attract to that. You know, the one that I grew up with when I was a kid was the whole wheel of fortune. You know, people hear that. They'd be like, this, oh, I feel my luck. It's the same thing that's happening with the gaming industry. Yep. They are wanting to feed the addiction of some of these gamers and stuff. Because, you know, we all been there growing up where, you know, you, you want to play the game and you just play like you say, OK, I'm just going to play a little bit. Then all of a sudden, like nine o'clock at night becomes five o'clock in the morning and yep. you'd be like, oh, shoot. Hey, dad, you got to go to work. <laughs> and he'd be like, yo, son, you still in the game? We all been there. Yeah, it's the same thing right here, you know. We got people out there that's gonna put in hours upon hours on games and stuff, and they're gonna be like, "No, no, let me just go ahead and buy this." Okay, I got that. Let me go ahead and buy that. Okay. Oh, oh, y'all offering this for a cheap price? Okay, shoot. Let me, let me go ahead and pay for that. You know, it's like the old saying: Vegas wasn't built on winners, and it sounds like the gaming industry mm-hmm. is turning in that direction as well. So exactly, you're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do do people still use dials? Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmos show 
and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know, condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I I just had talked about that, and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Terrence, before we go ahead and hit the final question, which I'm going to talk Mm -hmm. to you guys about tomorrow, I wanted to ask you real quick about your thoughts on the weekend. Was there anything that stood out to you? Because I know Andrew got to chime in, I believe, with some stuff that he thought that impressed him or didn't impress him. Or was it the other way around? Did I ask you first? I think I asked you first, Terrence. Yeah, yeah, you asked me first. Okay, Andrew. Yeah, I'm sorry, Andrew. So what were your impressions? I apologize. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was such a great conversation that we went off into. I forgot where we went off. So (laughs) I sort of of teased a little bit where, obviously, I'm an Xbox guy. So it was Microsoft and... Game passes is kind of where we were going with it. And well, that's I what they want you to do. I mean, and, seriously. But but I'm excited for, for Xbox. I like it. I like the fact what stood out to me, I think it's really important, is the fact that they did a joint statement and they were out there with Bethesda, which they're closing on. I think they just closed on them or they're about to close with them for $7.5 billion, I want to say. I think um, it's over eight, eight point four, if I remember correctly. It, it's up there. <laughs> and it's, so... Uh, you know, I've got that right here stored in my Bitcoin right here. That No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, yeah, it's a lot of money. Absolutely. And so and so, I think it's very important that they made a joint statement, meaning these two companies are together now. Yeah. And I think I think it sends a message to the entire industry. Well, in they let of off their conference with Starfield, and uh, they wanted to go ahead and make sure and ended it, I believe, with Redfall, which is also from the Arcane Studios. So that's something that they wanted to make sure, so, like you said. But they're that, making a clear statement saying that, hey, Bethesda is ours and this isn't operating as a separate company. Even though Xbox sets everything up as a separate company or a subsidiary, Bethesda is in the family now, for lack of a better word. Your thoughts, though, uh, Andrew, on this as an Xbox guy, uh, you know, smack dab in the middle, which I kind of criticized Microsoft on, was Halo Infinite and what their announcements were on the game. They showed you a little bit of this. They showed you a little bit of that about as far as what to expect in the campaign and then the multiplayer. I'm the worst person. I'm the worst person to ask about this. Well, the only reason why I say that is because they stuck it in the middle. They've always either put it at the front or at the back, right where people have the biggest impressions of a video game. And to me, it it kind of signaled to me that they were treating it almost like another, you know, it's another game because they just put it, okay, you had game announcement, game announcement, game announcement, and then you had Halo Infinite, then you had game announcement, game announcement, game announcement. It's like, okay, if you didn't know what was yeah. going on, it just felt like it was just another game they threw out there. To me, so, always the first and the last thing that they show, to me, is the most important. I I'm, mean, that's I'm just... A, I'm going to give a WWE analogy, because it, it's perfect. Anybody who knows wrestling is that Halo used to be Roman Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now... Halo is Cesaro. Okay, good analogy. Good analogy. It's a it's a mid carder, and it also states that maybe Microsoft is changing what they're putting money into and what their faith is into. Where now Halo, they've said, "Hey, we've maxed out everything we got on Halo. It's a good, solid game for us. It's going to make us money, but it's not going to be our superstar game anymore. It's not going. It's not their future." It's the fact that they might have another 10 years of it, 
They can produce it. It'll make more money than it will cost to produce. But they're saying, hey, we know for a fact that Halo got us to where we are and we want to respect it. And it's in our heritage and in our history as a company. But we got to look forward to the next thing. And I think that's what it states in a lot of ways. You agree with that, Terrence? Well, I, I see I see Halo more like a um, we're going to use a wrestling term. OK. It's okay if you don't pick Cesaro. Uh, I'm okay. No, I just no, like Cesaro. No, 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 no. Cesaro, <laughs> Cesaro is good in, in today's time. But let's say if somebody like Triple H came out just for one match, that's Halo to me. Because you know Halo is going to attract the money. It's going to attract the fan base. It's going to do what it needs to do. But, you know, you just use it for certain seasons. And for them to have that in the middle, that, that, that that's odd. So it would be like almost like touching on nostalgia. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much like touching on nostalgia. It's like, yo, hey, yeah, we got this Halo game right here. But let's go back to what we was talking about. You know, yeah. that, that that's what it seemed like if, if like, since they want to put Halo in the middle of their whole announcement, like, no, no, if, if this is like somebody that you bring in back and stuff, you know, you want to like bring it with some Capcom. When, yeah. when they, when they brought out Resident Evil, they, they did their little, their little introduction. Then also they showed you like clips of it and it brought out the fans like excitement for it. Yeah. Like, but for Halo right now, they, they, treating it like Cesaro when it's like should be like a Shawn Michaels night. Yeah, you know it's going to bring you money. Well, but... it's to- totally changed from one year to the next because remember, last year, what was the marquee game that they showed off at E3 2020? Mm-hmm. And that was Halo yeah. Infinite. And uh, mm-hmm. flash forward one year later, a game that's coming out this year, one of the few exclusive titles for Xbox. And I'm an Xbox fan too. I thought in the last series, you know, I have I have every system, but to me, I thought the Xbox One was, you know, a quality system, and I thought that was something that they could build upon. But again, they've not been able to produce any exclusives, and you know, the few exclusives that they have coming out this year, they should Mm -hmm. put that on the marquee and talk about that. And unfortunately, they didn't really do that. I mean, Forza Horizon, they they talked at length on even though that no. was still kind of in the middle as well, but that mm-hmm. I just felt that was more special to them than Halo. Am I wrong, Andrew? Yeah, I, I think, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm biased. Obviously I don't love Halo, um, but, 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 but I, I think that Forza, Forza which was up top more yeah. than Halo. I think, I think they're putting money in the Forza series and they're saying, Hey, maybe this is the future. And look, Forza Horizon 4, for, for what it's worth, is a beautifully animated game. Forza Horizon 5 looks amazing. And from, from an aesthetic standpoint, that those games look great. But I, I think that they're saying, hey, this is our future. And I think that's what it's saying in a lot of ways. Pleasure to have both the CEO, Spoken King, and also Andrew Davis. You Just tremendous having them here, part of E3 Day 3. want to mention Jamie Monroy, who... Has been commenting all this time. I want to thank you so much for watching. Yeah, he's been saying it's it's slowly becoming the Undertaker. I thought he that was a good analogy as well. He said, "Time to yeah. hang it up, but squeeze every little red cent out of it. Just you know, every little last dollar you can out of it." 
I'd love for them to finally fix, fully fix the Master Chief collection, but that's just me. But, hey, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you what. Analogy, though. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But a great weekend so far. Some things, some hits, some misses, as always with E3. But before we head on out, guys, tomorrow is Nintendo, early in the morning, plus also mm-hmm. Bandai Namco in the afternoon. Terrence, I'm going to start with you. And you've been both the guys have been great on this show, and I cannot thank you enough for being a part of it. I want to hear your thoughts on what you're looking forward to hearing from either Bandai Namco or Nintendo itself. I know people are talking about the possibility of a new Switch Pro, and it, maybe people are getting excited about that. I don't know if that's really something to get excited over. I mean, woohoo, 720p, woohoo, woohoo. But, I mean, you tell me, my friend, uh, what are you expecting from Nintendo or Bandai Namco tomorrow? I would rather for Nintendo to come out with a tight game. Like okay, so 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 you you have this console, okay? So you pretty much bringing out an updated version of this console. I'm like, no, no, man, go go back to what brought you to the dance, like, like bring out the games that attract us to y'all, and that that's what Nintendo to me has been losing out on. Like they have some good games and stuff, but they need to have that 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 good hit game that's going to be able to fight with people like Resident Evil or you know Madden and stuff like this I'm I'm just waiting for for Nintendo to bring something that you know that they like cuz I grew up with Nintendo when it was hot and popping when you had the 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 NES and the Super NES and everybody could name off what was their favorite on the NES and what was their favorite on the Super Nintendo. Like, for me, I could be like, okay, Nintendo, oh yeah, it was Mario and Duck Hunt. With Super Nintendo, it was Killer Instinct. I can name it off, but with the Switch, it's like, I haven't been feeling Nintendo for a while. And it's not a bad thing, but it's just something that they need to approve on. Andrew? So, yeah. So, I don't know much about a Switch. The only thing, and I don't own a Switch, and I'm thinking about buying one, and the only reason why I buy one is to play Pokemon. That's the only reason why to buy a Switch. Because an open world Pokemon is on the way. And and, and that that is the only reason to buy a Switch. I'm a Pokemon guy. I love Pokemon. I obviously have personal connections to it. I grew up watching it. But, yeah, there's something lacking with the Switch. I mean, we go back to the Nintendo Wii. Um, one of the things about the Nintendo Wii that brought Nintendo and when Nintendo was hot and it was the advantage over an Xbox and a PS3 mm-hmm. at the time was that you had all that motion sensing and they attracted a whole bunch of people who were not gamers to their mm-hmm. system. And you attracted oh, yeah. people who were families to it. You attracted old people, people who were sort of saying we fit, which was really, really smart. And they created a whole brand new market. And Nintendo's missing that with the Switch. And I don't even think you need a game necessarily that's like a competitive game. You need a whole new market. And I think Nintendo is missing the ball on it. And yeah. the only saving grace they got is Pokemon. Because Pokemon will sell 20 to 40 million copies. Easy without much work. It's Damn, the I'm, only thing I'm, that's saving them. And it's great. And I'm going to tell you something about that Wii. When they came out with the Wii Sports, yeah, my nephew... Once again, that's how he got in gaming, that we bowling. (laughs) 
Yes, indeed. But uh, it, 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 I mean, it, exactly. It went outside just us as gamers. It yeah. went to a general audience. It connected with a consumer. It connected with your mom. It connected with your dad. It connected with your grandparents. Connected with your uncle, aunts, whoever. It just seemed to connect with an audience. They, that... There's a great phrase called a blue ocean strategy. Yeah, a blue ocean strategy is when you find a brand new ocean of consumers. Yep. And that's what the Nintendo Wii is. And there's a yeah. book called Blue Ocean Strategy. And, you know, if you want to understand that entire what I'm saying, that's what it is. And it really, the Nintendo Wii was that. And it made Nintendo a boatload of money. And, well, and it was brilliant. And they need to do it again. Well, that, there is speculation that they're going to bring out a, a successor or a Nintendo Switch Pro that will get, I'm sorry, I said 720, but it's 1080. I think they're shooting for certainly, maybe even 4K. Who knows how powerful it will be? It'll obviously be more expensive, and they're not going to drop the price on these. I know they're not going to drop the price on these. You're asking too much. (laughs) Yeah, I'm asking way too much of that. That's my problem with the Switch is that if I have to choose a Switch or an iPad, my iPad is going to win every single time. Yeah, And it's not even a gaming thing. My iPad can do way more that. than a Nintendo Switch. And I don't care if you have 10 Pokemon games coming out in an open world. Because exactly. one of these things is an actual tool. And this iPad gets pretty much 1080. I mean, it, it, I have an expensive iPad. It's I don't know if my iPad actually gets 1080, but it gets pretty good. It's pretty good. It's like got a retina screen in it. It's pretty good. So, I mean, at a certain point, it's like, do I really need 1080 to play Pokemon? I don't know. It's- it's just another feature that they just, to me, overhyping, you know, because if you actually think about it, all right, if you really want to talk about 1080, almost every console now is 1080. Like, you you go HD on any console now. So when when you when you talking about, you know, you're going to make a big splash and you're going to say, okay, the switch is going to be in this in this quality right here. Everybody else is going to be like, well, first of all, like how you said, first my 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 iPad could do that, uh, my computer could do that, no, my console over here that's not even a Nintendo could do that. I, I mean, it's it's Nintendo- not even that for me. Why would I want to play on a small screen? I have a seventy-five inch television out in, in my parents' hallway. Mm-hmm that I can attach my Xbox to, and then I'm driving a race car on a 75-inch television, and you're going to try to sell me a 1080 miniature screen? Like, that doesn't do it for me. Now, if you said, this was 50 bucks and it's got 1080, or it's 720 and it's got it's 50 bucks, now you're starting to sell me. I think they need to reduce the price. Mm-hmm. I think that's their move. Yeah, not raise not the gonna price. Happen. Not gonna well, happen. But I know. I, I know they're not gonna happen. reduce. Let me it. let me say this. Let me say this. I am not a Nintendo apologist because I've been known to criticize Nintendo mercilessly. But I will say this in retrospect because they've always been underpowered. Each and every generation, even when they come out with a Wii U in like halfway through the gener- last generation, mm-hmm. and that had every opportunity to be more powerful, and it wasn't. It was actually still less powerful than the the existing consoles at that time. It shows you that they don't care about being on the cutting edge there. They talk about and what they showcase, like with the Wii, like you what you were talking about with Wii Sports, is that they mm-hmm. showcase and find ways to connect with an audience, whether it's a large, like you're talking about with a blue ocean, 
or the Nintendo followers who will just eat and swallow up anything Nintendo. They know how to push their buttons and they know what to push their buttons with. And that's the thing. So tomorrow, don't be surprised if the internet goes crazy for whatever it is that they bring out, whether it's the Nintendo Switch Pro or whether it's a new Zelda that's going to blow everybody's minds like Breath of the Wild 2 or a new Mario game that's just going to have everybody doing backflips. Do not be surprised because Nintendo, despite all the things that you would say on the surface is against it, people just absolutely love Nintendo. And and also, I think the the play for them is games. It's not necessarily the console. And, you know, it is Mm -hmm. also playing to nostalgia and also giving people sort of what they want in games a little bit. You know, obviously, Pokemon is a game. To me, Pokemon is not. It's software. And Nintendo is more of a software company in a lot of ways than a console company and a hardware company. Xbox is a hardware company. Microsoft is a hardware company. Even though they produce software, you know, I'm buying an Xbox console. And then the Mm -hmm. games are the secondary component to it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been a great discussion. You guys have both been awesome. Tremendous uh, on today's show. Once again, it's our E3 wrap-up for day three at E3 2021. But before we head on out, it's time for some cheap publicity right here because these two guys are going to tell you what they need you to check out for them to help support them and what they do. Terrence, I'm going to start with you first. As the CEO of Spoken King, I know I pitched it already, but tell me all the things that you want people to check out what you're doing each and every day. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you all for having me on here. Well, I'd love to bring you back on down the line if you're interested as well. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. And yes, there there's some shows down that, that I'm doing and stuff. Um, first of all, my radio show is called Forty Fourth and Flushings. It's live every Monday on three PM Central Standard Time on on FBRN.us. And you can always come in, check it out. You know, we try to bring in some positive vibes to people, you know, make them laugh, you know, because the group that I have, we all about, you know, making people laugh, you know, make them smile. You know, if you're having a bad day, you turn us on, we try to cheer you up. So, yo, just, yeah, tune in to 44th and Flushings on the FBRN.us on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. And also, I have a podcast called Tea Corner that you can find on Spotify and on Anchor.fm. And I'm, I'm doing good things with that and stuff. And, you know, it's it's really coming around. And people is wanting to be actually on the show that actually hears the show. So, yo, just tune in and support and much love to everybody peace and blessings to y'all and we're gonna pray for nintendo we're gonna (laughs) pray for them (laughs) well said well said indeed but before we head on out andrew i know you've got pop anime comics i know it takes up a lot of your time as well tell us what you're doing and what everybody should check out when it comes to your stuff as well so i got three shows sort of going on so i got the comics lounge which is currently on hiatus but there's about 100 30 interviews out with a lot of people in the comic realm, uh, wrestlers, cosplayers, voice actors. And then I'm actually 81 deep um, with a live show that I do uh, Tuesday and Wednesday nights. And I do double interviews Tuesdays and Wednesday nights, starting usually around 7, going to about 11. And so that's live on my Facebook. 
page, which is Pop Anime Comics. And so I got three so far this week. Uh, one of them is actually coming out from India, which is going to be super exciting. And then my latest project is that I run a, another show called the Comic Book Investing System Podcast. And what I do is I talk about comic book investing. And so that's also on YouTube. All this stuff's on YouTube, same names as the Facebook page. So obviously, if you want to check me out, you know, you can check me out. If you don't want to check me out, if you want to become a better comic book investor, um, I am totally down for that as well. You just check it out. If you cannot check it out, it's completely up to you. But I got some cool people coming on from Zenoscope, actually, this week. So, which is a cool comic company and they do a lot of fun stuff. So if you like good girl art, uh, that's what we're going to talk about. And we go live at 7 p.m. tomorrow. So come join us, pop out of my comments. And uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. And if you are, well, I'll just apologize in advance. No, no, it sounds like a lot of stuff that you're taking care of. And, and both of you guys. And one, thing, and one more thing. I forgot to say, yeah, y'all come on to my page on on Facebook. It's CEO Spoken King on there. And all the things that I talked about uh, from the radio show and the podcast, they also are on there. So if y'all have trouble finding it, just go over there and you'll be able to see it. I forgot to put that in. Sorry about oh, that. Oh, no worries. I'll try to put it in the description as well. So when people check this out, they'll be able to easily link up with what you guys are working on. It's going to be a great thing to see again as we see tomorrow with Nintendo and also Bandai Namco. I'm going to post a link in the chat for Jamie because he's put it, but Pop Anime Comics, all one word, Jamie, for Facebook. I'm going to put that in there right now. Yeah, I'm right. just going to say this very nicely. You can check out my page. I'm very friendly, but if you, I owe you money. I'm just going to quietly walk away as if I broke something in a store and I'm going to pretend that I don't know you. So if I owe you money, Jamie, I'm telling you right now, I'm walking away as if I broke something in a store. No, he likes Yo. to support great people. So he does a great job in, in himself as a streamer himself and when he appears on the show as well. But everybody who got a chance to watch and listen, we cannot thank you enough. It is day three in the books for E3 2021. I will be back tomorrow with another great panel of minds that will go ahead and talk about everything nintendo and of course bandai namco but andrew and terrence i just truly am blessed and thank you so much for being part of today's show you guys are got the red carpet come back anytime you so choose to just give me the holler and you'll be right back here at the pop culture <laughs>